The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and the public home of the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan, leaving you a voice text here. Um, hope everybody's doing good. Hey, listen, my friend's four-year-old son has been taking Spanish for a year, and he still can't say please yet. I think that's poor for four. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I don't know if I really understood that one. Let me think. I think that's poor favor. <laughs> yeah, that one has to be explained to me. So, uh, but that kid might need to be hooked up with Babbel. I'm brushing up on my Spanish with Babbel. Uh, might help out the kid and Duff as well. At least Duff has his day job and he's working hard with Guns N' Roses. They're headed to Mexico to do some shows this weekend and then New Zealand and Australia after that. Fozzie's headed to Australia later this year as well. We're also gearing up to head back to the UK after my throat injury is healed we start in manchester on november 4th birmingham nottingham dublin belfast swansea bournemouth bristol glasgow and london and we're doing our legendary vip meet and greets there's still tickets left go to fozzyrock.com the best meet and greet in the business we play a mini set for you we take pictures sign autographs so come hang with us and if you aren't in the uk then come see fozzy and chris jericho's rock and wrestling rager at see the four leaf clover still a few cabins left and you are not going to want to miss this lineup brad williams is our director of laughs Kate Quigley, Raj Sharma, and Jeff Dial will be doing comedy sets. Music by Quiet Riot, Royal Bliss, Raven, the all-female Kiss cover band, Pris, the Dave Spivak Project, my 80s Kiss tribute band, Quarantine, and like I said, Fozzie also playing the cruise. Talk is Jericho, the major figure wrestling pod, uh, the Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader, AEW is going to be on the ship, and of course, we're crowning the inaugural Chris Jericho, Jericho Cruise Oceanic Champion, we got Moose versus Dante Martin on one side of the bracket. Matt Cardona versus the world-famous Cheeseburger on the other. And then the winner of the tournament faces Flip Gordon to find out who's the very first Jericho Cruz Oceanic Champion. We also got our own private island for the first time ever, Great Stirrup K. Book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. All right, she got one of the biggest pops in uh, AEW history at, Glan- at Grand Slam recently. It was the perfect place to pull off a surprise debut. And you know who I'm talking about, Soraya. She's back. She's at AEW. She's on Talk is Jericho to explain exactly how it all happened. It had been nearly five years since she stepped in a wrestling ring. And she's talking about that in-ring bump she took that forced her in early retirement back in 2017. WWE kept her around, had her doing some cool things, but then that stopped as well. We'll get into what happened with WWE and what she was doing while sitting at home during that time. 
She's also talking about the movie about her life fighting with my family, The Rock's involvement with that, what it was like for Soraya and her family. She shares what it was like growing up in a wrestling family and starting her career as a teenager. She got stories about the WWE locker room, her favorite people to work with, her gimmick as Paige, where she got the name, who she's looking forward to getting in the ring with at AEW, because yes, she is planning to wrestle again. So here we go. Soraya is on talk is Jericho. So one of the biggest surprises at Grand Slam that nobody saw coming yeah. was uh, the return of Soraya. That's Ray. Everyone's like when they say Ryan, like it's Ray. I know. Ray well, Charles, you know, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Soraya. Yeah. Well, I've had this problem ever since I came over to America because they, the the Ray part they always pronounce Rye. Right. So I have to always tell them like, no, it's not how you say it. But now fans are getting used to it. They were getting mad for me. I was like, oh, it's fine. But you know what was really cool about that, and what we'll get into is that. Is that people right out of the gate as soon as they saw Soraya come up on the screen in New York yeah knew it was you because yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know that, that that's yeah. your real name the past couple of weeks before AEW I was I started changing my name to Soraya so a lot of wrestling fans started to get to know that yeah. and then I was on Twitch for like a couple of years too under Soraya and then my TikTok and everything's under Soraya so I feel like people are starting to get to know me and then whoever was a fan of Ronnie too, me coming out to his music. He was. They were like, no one else is gonna come out to his yeah, yeah, yeah. music, right? So um, yeah, I feel like it was. It was weird, and I was happy that they recognized the name. But how was that for you? Because obviously it was you know fourteen thousand people there, mm -hmm. and you know we'll tell the story. But we worked really hard to get you there yeah. for that moment because it was the perfect place to debut. Yeah. So I, I, because uh, people ask all the time, they're like, so how did that come about and stuff like that? And I was like, you know what, it's. A mixture between Jericho and Mox, and they were like calling me about it. And they were just, there was, I was like, that was so awesome. And they said, you're just going to be happy. And, you know, because it was like a mixture. I was like, what do I do? Do I do WWE or do I go to AEW? And I was just like, I just feel like I'm at the stage in my life where I've done so much with WWE and I'm thankful for that. But AEW is just this company where there's just so much behind the scenes that people don't see. And I just feel like there's like this camaraderie if that's the right word. Mm -hmm. And um, it is so relaxed back then too. But I was just really excited to try something so new and then like with a division that's completely new too. Right. As much as I love the girls, like I just saw Charlotte like just literally mm -hmm. minutes before I got here and I was like, oh, I miss you ladies, but I'm so excited to be in such a fresh... You know, it's given. the same reason why I came to AW when we first started three years ago because it was I, I knew where I stood in WWE and I knew kind of where it would shake out. But to come here, you could literally make a difference and yeah. almost really make history. Yeah, is that kind of the mindset that you had as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when I spoke to again you and Mox and and Britt actually, and they were just like you know. This division is a wonderful division, but like we can make it even more special. And so coming in, like maybe we can shake things up and change things and maybe just start, you know, rebranding it and making it even just bigger. And I was like, oh, I'd love to be a part of that. One thousand percent. Because I felt like I was I felt like I was a helping hand in the WWE one. So I was like, you know what? Like I would love to be able to do that over an AEW tier. Were you worried standing backstage prior to going out in New York City, like are they going to remember me? Obviously, yes. they would. Oh, my but. God, dude, no. Because I was just like, oh, I'm a nobody. Because I haven't been in the wrestling ring in years. And, like, I hadn't wrestled in years, but I hadn't been in the wrestling ring actually just doing a promo. So my promo last week I was not happy with. I feel like I shit the bed a little bit. But I was so consumed with nerves because I haven't been in the ring in so long. And in front of wrestling fans. So everyone was happy the first week. And then they realized, like, I was actually here and I was staying here. And they just turned against me. there was a lot and i was like what is happening i feel like i'm just like dodging bullets from all these like 
crazy fans but at the same time i'm like it's online it's not real it's very tribal too that yes. then you'll find that there is people that are if you're not wwe you're shit if you're not aw you're shit so mm-hmm. that's instantly just by crossing the line and coming to the other team yeah and suddenly that's a problem right? well they called you they call us traitors and stuff like that but i'm like well they didn't renew my contract i don't know what to tell you like yeah. you know what i mean so um it's not as if I just left the company and just went Walked to... Walked out. Exactly. Like, we left on good terms and it is what it is. But, like, I, I feel like people should be happy that there's other companies out there that are just as big and getting bigger and stuff. And there's so many different places that all, the, all your favorites could potentially go, you know, and build a career. You're not having to just focus on one company anymore. Right. And I just feel like that's, that's wonderful. And then they were mad at me because I said, finally... No, I said, a boss that listens to me about, like, the division because, you know... Hunter listened to me. You know, he always, he always did. He was always wonderful. That's why I liked working with him at NXT. And he's the one that helped me when I first got to the main roster. But um, it could get a little frustrating at times being there, as you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you're throwing ideas and stuff like that. And you're seeing what sticks. And then you end up just sitting in catering or you end up sitting at home. And that's the thing that became really frustrating. Whereas, you know, I threw an idea at Tony and straight away he was just like, let's give it a try. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, they can either like it or hate it, but we'll, we'll give it a try, you know. And I, I really appreciate that. So I said that in a promo, like, all right, a boss that listens to me. Oh, it's the worst thing oh, I yeah, ever yeah, said. Yeah. It's like I literally came over to their house and set their family <laughs> yeah. on fire. It was like the worst thing. Ever. I was like, oh, my God, you guys need to chill. It's not that deep. But that is the difference, too, though. Like, there's not, you know, six levels of pitching an idea that has to go through. Yeah. This person has to prove and that person has to prove. And listen, this is not cutting down anything. It's just the way that it works there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm now that Vince has gone, I'm sure it's still the same, but yeah. I don't know for sure. But here we don't have that. You're expected to bring ideas. Yeah. You know, we, we need your input creatively yeah. and nobody knows you better than you. So yeah. it kind of really fits, you know? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was so bizarre. Like when you guys were like, oh, there's no writers. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, no, I did my own stuff, which... Again, like the first promo I did, I felt like I was just not a hundred percent, and I like wish I could have changed. I look back on my things that I say, and I'm like, I wish I would have done this different and that different, but that's just the perfection. Well, some something that I thought about, and I wish I would have talked to you last week beforehand, mm-hmm. is that because I went through it too. It's the first promo yeah. without a script. Yeah. Exactly. Now there are a million pros to not having scripted promos, but even for me, the first one I ever did in Jacksonville, I remember vividly. We'll be there in a couple of weeks, and I was like, okay, people say you're good at promos. Are you still good? Because yeah. it's the first one I've done in yeah. 20 years without a, a, a script. Yeah. And it, it was a little bit nervous, but it went good. And then you get into the group. You're like a nat- you're like so talented in 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 you know promo and stuff like that. And I was I sold myself. I was like, I wish I went to Jericho on mocks before. Right. I even did it because I let the nerves get the better of me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I felt very flustered and that's on me. And then I kept seeing, oh, Justin, you so wonderful, Justin Roberts. But I kept seeing him mime stuff to me in the corner. And I'm like, I wish you would stop because it's distracting <laughs> me. And he's just trying to help me, right. of course. But I'm like, I keep looking over there. And, and, and then he's like, oh, championship. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> I felt, really throwing you off. Yeah. I know. So I felt like a little flustered. And it wasn't his fault. He was such an angel. He was just trying to help me out because mm. I felt like. And the crowd was still react- reacting. Mm-hmm. They were still super loud. And I feel like you couldn't hear that as much on TV. But, like, they were loud. Like, they were still chanting, like, this is your house and welcome back. And they were so welcoming still and so sweet. It's just the internet, isn't it? Well, and that's the thing. I was going to say, we, we spend so much time reading internet, Twitter, yeah. reviews, reports. I'm guilty of it, too. And we forget, like... You still had over a million people, I believe. I, I, if I recall, your, your rating went up last week during your segment. And 90% of those people probably were just like, 
Paige is back. Soraya, yeah. Soraya is here. And so we are very perfectionist. And then you read the 10% or the 8% or whatever of people who bury it. And then that's all you They're remember. They're the loudest, dude. Yes. They are the loudest. And they will like tweet you hot like over and over again. Yeah. And I always said to myself, I would never read anything the day of and the day after. But I was so excited about you know the first week coming in and everyone was being so positive i was just like they're not gonna be too hard on me <laughs> and i was just like oh rookie move i was like i can't read it i had to like delete yeah. twitter off my phone because it's it, the AEW fans they were all like still supportive and they were just like hey we could see this the rest and we know it's gonna get better like we love you and we welcome you and then there's some WWE fans. There's some that are very accepting and just want the best for me but there's some that are just like you stupid bitch <laughs> year that was terrible and you're like jeez jeez yeah, right down. You know, yeah. so what was kind of the journey that led you back because because like you said you had some issues seven years you said you weren't in a ring yeah and is this all from that that match that i saw you got kicked in the back when you weren't looking mm -hmm. is that where the whole injury started or did you have issues prior to that i had issues prior to that so i had like the surgery beforehand right. and this is a thing where i wish i took better care of myself because WWE were excited to have me back, which is awesome. And it was after all that bullshit that I went through, whether it was drugs and like a public relationship at the time. And just, it was a whole mess. Right. And so it was, and then the movie came out, but then the videos also came out around that time too. So I was just like, oh man. So I came back after that and I was excited to be back in the ring again. So I was doing all the live events, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But uh, the producers at the time were just like, Paige, you should be taking the comeback. And I'm like, do you think I should be taking the comeback? Because I just had this neck surgery. And they were just like, well, you have Mandy and Sonya and they're too new. And I'm like, well, I feel like this is the perfect time for them to take their bumps and mm -hmm. start, you know, getting used to being in the ring and stuff like that. But uh, in the end, I was just like, all right, because I didn't want to like, you know, I just came so back. you were working and, heel in those matches. I was working gotcha, heel. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was taking all the the comebacks and stuff like that. So I was just like. I'll do it because, you know, I don't, I already went through all that public stuff. I'm like, I don't want to push my, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, yeah. But I was back for a couple of months and I did a match with the same group. Bailey, we did it the day before. She kicked me in the back and it was fine. But then just something was just a little bit, and that's all it takes is someone to be a little tiny bit off. Yeah. And yeah, my neck just freaking snapped back like I was in a car crash. And then I was like paralyzed for like a couple of minutes, which wow. is the most terrible, like T terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm brain fought. Terrifying thing. And then I just remember laying there and I didn't cry, but I knew instantly I was just like, this is it. Like I'm done. Like I'm toast. Right. And I look over and I see Sasha Bailey and there's Mickey James and everyone. And they were just like crying. I look at Mandy and Sonya and they were crying and they were just, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, but I wasn't crying, which is like the weirdest part. So then they started bringing the stretcher out and I was like, no, I'm not going to get on that thing. There's no way. So I waited for my feeling to come back, got up and then went backstage. And Bray was back there too. And he was so sweet. The first thing he did, he just gave me a big hug. And he was like, you okay? You know, and they all rushed into the, the doctor's office with me and I got sent to Pittsburgh the next day, checked my neck and they were just like, there's no way you can wrestle anymore. And I was like, and then I had to keep it secret. But the one thing that I appreciate about Vince is that not all women get to have a goodbye in the ring promo, you know. Right. And he let me do that. And it was like a special moment too because I debuted at New Orleans and then I was going to retire in New Orleans, right? Day after WrestleMania. So I was just like, this is a special moment, but I had to keep it secret for like six months, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so long story short, again, I I was hurt beforehand. But how old were you then? 23, 24? Uh, twenty. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, Think I was about still that. young. Yeah. Done at twenty four. Yeah, it's you know? crazy to me. And I'd already been wrestling since I was, since I was thirteen, 
and now I'm 30 and I'm, and I'm like back in back I feel like back when I first started if you were 30 and stuff like that wasn't a oh, good yeah. sign for you yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, to have opportunities these days you know where it doesn't matter what age what what you look like what size you are like I think that's really important well you still look like you're 24 so well that makes me feel good <laughs> yeah. just take care of you myself exactly the same yeah. yeah that's what non, non drinking and stuff does for you though right, like, right. Out alcohol and shit are you completely sober now completely sober. wow yeah yeah, yeah yeah I've been sober from I mean drugs a lot longer time like when I first came back to WWE I had stopped taking mm. drugs alcohol I was still drinking and then um me and Ronnie got together and he had the idea of completely just cutting out alcohol so I was like yeah I'll do that and then we just cold turkey just stopped drinking and it, the weight that drops off you I was just like look at me supermodel oh my <laughs> god but people think I had a bunch of surgery I'm like no it's just all the what weight in my face dude they don't realize what sobriety can do for you just when you're watching that like even like i, I lost a lot of weight at the beginning of this year and a lot of that was i still drink but i cut down a lot because you don't even realize especially during lockdown and pandemic you're just drinking it's yeah like, oh, whatever it's just, everyone was doing it as yeah. soon as you like just keep keep that in mind it's really easy to stay away from it as yeah much, you know? exactly and i noticed you had lost weight when mm -hmm. i first saw you when i got mm -hmm. into aw i said to renee when you left i was like you look so healthy he's like mm -hmm. she's like lost a lot of weight and then she was like yeah i think that he chilled from the drinking too because mm -hmm. renee also chilled from drinking what well, well, mox did as well yeah, yeah and right. I, she did like you know to be supportive which is amazing yeah but they both look fantastic mm -hmm. i just i'm like you just end up looking more youthful i yeah. feel like right it's like my brother Roy, like he's uh, 42 and he quit drinking and he's just dropped weight. And I'm just like, you look like you're like 34, 35 instead yeah. of in your 40s. It makes such a big difference. It really does. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So how was it for you, though, at 23, like you mentioned, or 24, whatever it was, and knowing that your, your career was done? Was it a hard shock for you? Awful. The only thing is, is that I was in a better uh, mindset. Mm. Because if I was, if it was a couple of years before, I would have spiraled 100%. But at that point, I was, I was just like, you know what? Like, I can't hit rock bottom again. Like, there's, I can only continue and try and do other things. But then, you know, I got to be GM and I loved it. But then that kind of got cut short as well. And I never really understood why because it was a great gig and I feel like everyone liked it. I never got anything negative from it, it was just shocking. How was it told you that it was cut? So Road Dog called me the day before I was supposed to fly out. And then he was just like, hey. And Road Dog's so sweet. He's yeah. just like always trying to baby me. You know? <laughs> and he was just like, so we're, we're probably not going to do the GM anymore. Um, so you won't have to come to work tomorrow. And then he decided that I was going to come and do a goodbye speech at GM, which I thought was really sweet too. So I ended up like flying in, doing that first segment of the show and then flying back. And then I was sitting on my ass for years. And that's the thing. Still under contract, but still under contract, but doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I remember contacting them and being like Mark Carano, just everybody, and then even WWE Studios. And I would contact them and be like, "If you want me to do media, I can do that. If you want me to do this, I do that. If you want me to do managerial work, like you know, like I think Ronda needed like a mouthpiece at the time. I was like pitching to like you know work on doing that. I was, but I was constantly pitching all these different ideas and just being a manager in general because you know I was doing managerial stuff for a bunch of women. I was like, I can do these things. 
I'm available, just let me know. But I end up sitting in my house for like three or four years. Mm. And that's the most depressing thing because you just feel like you're completely useless. And then you can't go and do anything else because, you know, you're under a contract where like even though you're an independent contractor, you still have to get permission to do mm. stuff. And then it would get turned down, you know, and it, it used to really just get to me a lot. I, and I never used to be vocal about it until they tried to take my Twitch away. And I was just like, there's absolutely no f way you're going to take my Twitch away from me. And I remember Vince's assistant had called me at the time and uh, he only did one phone call. And he was just like, well, like, you need to give us a percentage of this. Or he Gosh. was, yeah, I was just like, and it wasn't Vince. Cause if I spoke to Vince, he would have been way more chill about it, I believe. But like uh, his assistant just had a stick up his ass, dude. Like he was just, I just. Didn't. So the, the, and I've never really talked about this. This was during the time, and Adam Cole mentioned it once too, where Vince decided that anybody that was doing Twitch had to give it up or had to give him a percentage of it. Yeah, exactly. Under contract to. WWE. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Which I was frustrated because I was just like, no way. I was like, not only did I break my neck for you guys twice in this company, but you're not letting me do anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm not earning this extra money that I would usually get if I was on the road doing media and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, this is this is what I'm doing. And it's keeping me sane. Right. It gives you something to do. Yeah. As well. yeah. It's keeping me so sane. And, and so in the end, I just said, absolutely not. I was just like, no. I was like, you can get Vince to call me if you want to, but I'm not giving you my Twitch. There's no way and i continued to do it and then i did a public twitch too because i fucking had just a breakdown i was just so tired of it i was just like no like it was just really frustrating i was like you're not gonna take this shit away from me you don't realize how important this mm -hmm. is for me you know and so um in the end they let me keep it or they just didn't say anything to me anymore they were probably like we'll let away our contract yeah, and right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so then when it came time to like actually saying goodbye i remember texting johnny and i was just like hey like are we going to renegotiate my contract? Even though, if not, I need to know because I want to start getting the ball rolling on other things like outside of wrestling. And he was just like, yeah, I'll let you know, you know. And then six months goes goes by and I'm just like, it's coming up. And then he was like, you know what? I'll talk to you when I go to SmackDown. And I was like, there's no room for negotiation when you're talking to, like, you, you know, to me at a wrestling show. Right. So he ends up calling me. He's like, so we're not going to renew it. And I was just like, hey, all good, dude. And I don't have any hard feelings. I just wish my time wasn't wasted. That's mm -hmm. the only thing is just like, I had all these ideas. I could do all these things, like anything you wanted. Um, but um, Hunter did eventually reach out to me, you know, and he just wanted to talk to me because he was still, he was like, I feel like, you know, he thought it was my decision because he wasn't there at right. the time. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And he, he thought it was my decision to leave. And I was like, no, bro, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was Vincent Johnny. But yeah, so we got talking, but then, you know, I started talking to you guys again. And I was just like, man, I just like, I missed that side of wrestling where, you can pitch your own ideas and, you know, you can just have fun. Mm -hmm. And I haven't felt excited about wrestling in a very long time. So just the first day of being here was just like, man, this is awesome. Like, everyone is so nice. Like, everyone is just is crazy. It's just crazy, like, you know, just how different it, it can feel. Whenever somebody new comes in, they're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it never does. Like, th yeah. it's wrestling, obviously, so there's always going to be ups and downs. But this has been the same for three years since I got here. This is what we do. There's no, yeah. there's no like suddenly like three months from now, it's like, okay, now we got her. Now the real <laughs> hammer drops. And then you're going to yeah. be, like I said, we need your creative input. We need your experience because like, even though you are only 30, you have been wrestling your whole life. Yeah, yeah. So that's 
you know, we don't have writers here. We don't. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we need that input from you. Yeah, no, I would love to do more of that stuff. I wish I would get to Tony like more than a day before though, because they'll start like brainstorming and then I'll get busy and not write to him. And then the day before I had like this idea for today and he was like, oh, the show's already written out, but we can potentially do it next week. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be here next week. Yeah, though. Yeah. You know, but, um, but he's instantly just like, just tell me a day before the day before. And he was like, we'll get it in there. Whatever you Well, need. the smart thing to do is, is come up with like a month and you know October 20th here's what we have 27th whatever and then you can give that to him and discuss and then you kind of know where yeah. you're at and it always changes of course because the story moves and changes and morphs but right. at least if you have a little bit more of a skeleton then you can know okay let's do this we'll build to that and build to this so, yeah, yeah and you'll sure. pick that up because like i said when you come here you're like really like i'm supposed to do this I'm it's so laid back to the point where you know you don't have writers you're not being overly produced either mm. so and then you know which can be bad at times. It can be bad. Right. So I felt like uh, a little bit last week, I was like, man, I wish we were produced a little bit more. But again, that's on me because I had you or Mox that mm. I could potentially reach out to. And I know you're a little bit more busier last week. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I know you had like a big segment with a bunch of bodies and stuff like that. And so a match. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and a match. Yeah, you had all these things. So I was like, but you know, I do have you guys to mm. lean on if if need be. So I'm like, I'm just getting used to it. It's like a whole different dynamic. I'm just like, oh man, this is a. Uh, How is your neck at this point? It's good. Yeah, yeah, I feel really healthy and my neck feels fantastic. And I would definitely want to take it slower this time around. You know, if there was uh, any physicality and stuff like that, I just want to really take care of my body because as much as I want to rush into doing all these different matches, I know what happened the last time. Right. So I just want to take it as slow as possible. Is it just time that, that, that healed it or were you doing different therapies or exercising just, yeah just time and stuff mm. like that because even if you do the exercises and whatever it's not going to mend like the, the fluid that's around the disc yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A disc or whatever. Yeah, yeah yeah so i yeah i have the six screws and then the one thing that happened was just there was just no fluid on where my spinal cord was mm -hmm. but over time like that comes back like, right slow right, <laughs> you know right, what i mean right. so and then um after a while too it was all mental for me as well i'm like well do i because now i'm scared like what mm -hmm. do i do you know what i mean so getting over that hump, and I still have that mental block a little bit, but I feel like if I'm in the ring with the right person, then I'm going to feel way more comfortable. And it reminds me of when I did the match with AJ Lee at SummerSlam. She couldn't take a bump that much either. So we oh. did the whole match with her not taking a bump. So I'm like, I want to be that careful. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I will take a bump, but I'm not trying to be a bump, like, bump monkey like I used to be, mm -hmm. you know? But you're smarter, too. And that would yeah. happen anyways just from, from getting older yeah. and wiser to, to the business. When you're yeah. younger, everyone always says, you do too much stuff. You're like, what does he know? Oh, no, like, Dean Blanco. I love yeah. Dean Reitzer, but he, he, I remember I did the, the uh, Tower of Doom, but instead at the top, I took a German, right? Mm. And his face when I came back, he was like, why did you do that? You don't need to do that stuff. And I'm like, whatever, Dean, it was supposed to be in the match. You know, it looks cool. And I'm just like, I wish I didn't do that because it just messes you up. And now I tell people if girls come up to me or guys come up to me about advice when they first get into the business, I was like, you don't have to take as many bumps. I know it's cool at the time and you think the match looks cool. I was like, the thing they're going to remember is your entrance. You want to look good gear wise and then develop a good finish and get a good move set and, and you're good to go but you don't have to like take bump 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 because if you're taking all these bumps in like one match what are you going to do for the next mm -hmm. match and then people forget those things too you know what i mean yeah so i remember when i was just starting nick bockwinkle one of the all-time greats basically said that you do too much and you gotta and i was like remember thinking like 
what does Nick Bockwinkle know? And you're like, it's only one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. <laughs> yeah. And now I look back and like, oh, what an idiot. But that is something that happens over time. You realize more of the psychology, the connection with the mm-hmm. audience means so much more. Yeah. But, you know, when we started in AEW, there were so many, and there still is so many young guys and girls that still don't quite grasp that. Yeah. And then the more they get to work with people like us, more veterans, then they get it. Yeah, that's yeah, That's why for it's no sure. reason why it's great to have you here. Yeah. And I never want to step on anyone's toes coming in here too. So I never want to be like, hey, maybe you should try and do mm-hmm. this because this is their locker room at the end of the day. Like I just came into it and it's like a new high school for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? It's weird. <laughs> you like come to a new school. You're like, hey, can I come in here? And like, I, yeah, I never want to step on any toes, but like I do want to reach out to some of them. Like if they're going through the matches and be like, you know, and this, I just wait for them to come to me, but I feel like I, I always want to give mm-hmm. someone at least some two cents. If, if they want to use it, that's fine. If not. But that's smart. Not. I think too, once again, like you don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I think they would appreciate that. Yeah. Because, you have that experience and you, I, I always say you can't teach experience. Yeah, exactly. You can teach someone how to do a, a, a body slam or a backflip or whatever, but you cannot teach experience. So that's once again, something that that's will be expected of you to help out. Oh yeah. And I'm just getting used to like everybody too. Like I'm not really familiar with a lot of the ladies. Do you know anybody like really know them? Yeah. Yeah. So I knew Brit, of course, uh, Athena, anyone that's in WWE, okay. like I haven't seen Ruby yet, but I saw Athena and um, yeah, there's a couple of girls. Oh, and uh, Rebel mm-hmm. and Serena. Um, but the newer girls, I, I, I don't know. There was one that kind of has like this Bull Nakano vibe and I thought she was cool as heck. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, you look super cool. She, I was just like, <laughs> are you inspired by Bull Nakano? You know, because she, I mean, Bull Nakano is one of my favorite wrestlers right. of all time. But she's not Japanese though. I'm no, she's not. I wonder who you're thinking of. She, she has, not Nyla, but she, she literally has like the makeup and she like. Oh, had, Abaddon? Is that? Like yeah, the zombie type? Yeah, 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 yeah. You should see her work. It's a very, she works like a zombie. Very like weird oh really and stuff yeah you'll, you'll appreciate it yeah, yeah i need i need to i need to pay attention to her work because i saw her again when i did a signing this weekend too mm-hmm. and i just said to her again i was like i think you have such a cool look yeah even i when i was come back i was like man what am i gonna do different so the fact that she's able to stand mm-hmm. out and like you know in a like is the division too is so much bigger than it was as well and she's just killing it so mm-hmm. yeah i'm proud of her you know it's interesting when you had you're, you're talking about outfits coming out the thing that it's just a weird thing but I really liked the pants that you were wearing in New York because oh, yeah. they're kind of baggier. Yeah. And, and maybe that's kind of the style, but I, I would always expect it to be super tight, but it was like, that's kind of cool. Like that's a cool, yeah. fresh, young outlook. You know yeah, what I mean? I just, yeah, yeah. I noticed that. I don't yeah, know why. Thank but, you. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I brought them again this week because I was like, I mean, I, I will eventually get some like wrestling gear nicely mm. made and stuff like that. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to switch up like the style of what I look like. So like the leather, like sweats kind of thing mm. with like the Doc Martens, the leather yeah. jackets. I think it's super cool. And then like a bralette underneath. I think it still looks like edgy and cool. So talking fashion with Jericho. I know. <laughs> Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's talk about, and it's been such a long time since we even really have had a good conversation, but let's talk about the movie you mentioned, it, yeah. Fighting With My Family, which I remember talking to Stephen Merchant at one of the WrestleManias, gosh, it's probably 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. and somebody had brought him to me to, to discuss you know, wrestling terms and to help me understand what wrestling is, and that's kind of was the genesis of wanting to do this movie. 
tell us about kind of how that all came together and what was it like yeah. watching yourself on screen dude it was bizarre to f- first of all have a movie about my life when there's people like you and just like all these massive legends i'm just like i feel a little inadequate but it all happened because um Dwayne was in the uk and he was watching my family's documentary called fighting with my family that was on the bbc or something yeah i saw that yeah yeah so he watched that and i said thank god for insomnia because he couldn't sleep that night because he was filming fast and furious saw it and then he came to wrestlemania and then he ended up um asking to see me so i went there and it was the most intimidating experience ever because you know it's first time meeting the rock and you're just like oh man he's so cool <laughs> and uh he was like hey by the way um i saw your documentary and i really want to do a movie on it that's the first thing he said to me and i was just like this is crazy like what and i didn't think it was like real and then after that he was like oh and i was in the writer's room and they're gonna make you do this champ tomorrow and i hadn't debuted yet so i was just like what well, just, before he even debuted on yeah. in, in WWE? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So I was I was in FCW or it just turned into right. NXT, and so we were just all there. You know how they brought everyone up for every time there's like a bigger pay per view, mm. like they would bring all the new kids up and shit. So yeah, I was I was up there and just like trying to stay out of everyone's way, and then like you have Dwayne telling me this stuff, and then I was just crying my eyes out. I was like, I couldn't believe it. And then he was like, and no one's supposed to know about this, like none of it. So just pretend you don't know anything. And I'm just like, I look like shit now, dude. I'm crying my eyes out. <laughs> eyelashes and i go to walk out and tamina's walking in and she's like wondering why i was in there first of all so she's looking at me being like what are you doing in there sis and i'm just like i'm just a big fan of Dwayne. i don't know what to say to i was like mess i was like dad she probably thinks like the worst of me and it just came up like i don't mean how it used to be people just think but she was she was an angel she was just like oh that's why and i'm like yeah but um yeah so it went into like production but it took years to really like you know be made and it was going to be stopped at one point because of me doing drugs and just being an absolute chaotic psychopath Bad press yeah it was yeah. not good press at all and i was just like completely crazy you know so at one point they were scared that i was going to die first of all but also they were just like this movie is just bad timing because she's just not getting any better so at one point i think it was carano that reached out to me and he was just like you need to get it together he was like there's going to be a lot of things that are just going to like you know be thrown away you know and so like there was a lot of wake-up calls but eventually obviously i did leave texas and come back to florida and get back in the ring again and then the movie uh was finally made and then steven brought it to me while i was training to get back on the road again after my first neck surgery and he showed it to me and i was just by myself in this room and he was like i can't watch you watch it so i'm just gonna sit out here and I can't remember watching it, honestly, because it was all like a big blur and I was just crying the whole time. So I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So that was surreal. And then um, a couple of weeks later, Joy Lynn, who used to work in WWE, she brought it over to my house when I moved to California. And uh, Ronnie was watching it with me too, actually. Yeah. And I just wanted to watch it again because I wanted to really watch it, you know? And uh, I started crying again. I was like, I can't believe this. They got my house down to a T. They just like Florence, who's now this huge freaking like Florence, is your last movie Pew, 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 yeah. Pew, yeah. Pew. She's just like the biggest freaking movie star in the world right now. Like she is so loved. And I'm just like, I'm so proud of you. And you got to play me yeah, now? That's yeah, yeah. crazy. So like she brought more eyes to the movie recently because she's like the it girl right now. Right. So more people are watching the movie. More people are reaching out to me. And there was this girl that was, uh, who I saw recently, uh, she was on 90 Day Fiance, I love that show. <laughs> but she saw my movie and she started to become a wrestler. She started training at NWA. Oh, oh wow. And she looks fun, she's beautiful. She's like, uh, she's from somewhere, but she speaks Spanish. She's, she's a Latina, right? Mm. But she's like, I think she maybe Brazilian actually, I don't know. 
But uh, she looks fantastic. I was like, oh my God, you're going to be such a huge star. I was like, stay the hell away from me, miss. Making me insecure. But yeah, she looks fantastic. And it, she was just like, I just watched your movie and I was inspired by it. She was just like, it's so cool to see like someone going from like a small, you know, town with not much money, but like just wanting to be in the WWE, you know, and uh, just make it. And she was like, I just love that. She was like, I fell in love with wrestling instantly. And she was like, I just had to be a wrestler. She was like, I hope that I get to see you in AEW one day. But she looks fantastic i'm not kidding i was just like she has like the perfect butt perfect reach. Just, <laughs> i was just like you need to stay away from me because you're making me feel insecure but she was just you, maybe google, google get the assistant to google oh, it you here know what? yeah yeah but, I'll, I'll, I'll have to, like, yeah I'll but, but i want to ask you about the movie though like once they kind of get the rights are you are you a consultant on the movie or is it just kind of out of your hands at this point yeah that that's her yeah paula mayfield that's let's see her. paula mayfield here she is she's got like blondie brown oh, there you go all right so we'll keep an eye on paula mayfield yeah i'm gonna give her a shout out because she was really sweet <laughs> but um yeah so steven like he was with, with you who was did he direct me, it he direct and wrote it gotcha yeah so he was fantastic and he really wanted to get wrestling like perfectly mm. like just behind the scenes and stuff so he would talk to people like you and um just all like the bigger stars and he would like and he went down to the pc and he even was getting in the ring and just like I, and I love that. I was like, mm. you're really invested in doing this movie. And so, like, I was still, like, you know, with my surgery and just in a bad place and stuff like that. Still, he was calling me every single day. And I didn't get to be on set because I was in such a terrible place, too, you know. But, um, yeah, he asked me my story every day. And he was very, like, detailed and everything. He was like, well, how did you feel? Like, what was your reaction, you know, of all these different things? And he just he just got it down to a T. You mm. know, he was just so good. And then there were some parts, obviously, they have to, like, uh, hype up for Hollywood. Because I think, you know, Dwayne had to be put in there for people to, like, really want to yeah. watch it. And so, like, that part where he's just, like, calling me Harry Potter or whatever it was, like, backstage, <laughs> that obviously didn't happen. But um, the later part did where he told me, like, you know, I was going to be Divas Champ. But, yeah, so there was things that were, like, hyped up for Hollywood. And, and you went from two brothers to one brother in the movie, right? Or was there still two brothers? There were still two brothers, gotcha. but I actually have uh, three brothers and a sister. Gotcha. Yeah, but my sister played the midwife in there. But she, my sister and my brother Roy kind of shy away from anything like that. And then my brother Asa, he is in a mental health facility that he's been gotcha. in for a really long time. And plus, he doesn't want to be Too on many there, characters, too. Exactly. Too. It it's just a lot, head. yeah. So we just kept it like very minimal. But I feel like they killed it. And then I didn't have any part of the, the what's it called? Picking out all the actors, the yeah, yeah, stuff. casting, casting, yeah. So with them, I didn't have that. But when I found out, I was like, my dad didn't know who Nick Frost was. Uh, <laughs> you know, he <laughs> like Nick Frost. Yeah, I love Nick Frost. And so like, uh, you know, I told dad who it was. I was like, Dad, Sean of the Dead, like Hot Buzz, like <laughs> yeah. he's awesome. And my dad's just like, Nah, don't buy it. We'll see. We'll see. I kind of want. Uh, I can't remember who he said, but I was like, Dad, I promise you, you want someone who's relevant, <laughs> right? You know. And so uh, when he watched him, like they fell in love, you know. And then Dad and him saw each other. My dad gave him a big hug and stuff like that. He That's just, so great. Yeah. So they they enjoyed the movie too. Your parents? They loved yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's like their whole personality you now. <laughs> Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How was it growing up in that household? 
like you mentioned, everybody's wrestling. I mean, you come from a, a wrestling family the same way that, you know, Brad Hart did or Owen Hart did, except for their mom didn't wrestle. Your mom wrestled as well. Yeah, Both my mom parents. wrestled with me. She didn't realize. Yeah, so I was wrestling. I always tell people I've been wrestling since I was a fetus, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because, well, Robbie Brooks, I you know Robbie, yeah. right? He's in, for everyone that doesn't know, he's an old school wrestler from the UK, but he works as a trainer in NXT for now. Years, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he was in a wrestling match with my dad and my mom was the man addressed, the valet. So he grabs my mom and gorilla presses her from the, outs- from the inside to the outside. So it wasn't just a small bump, it was a big bump. Anyway, she went to the doctor the next day. She's like, I'm not feeling too well. And then they were just like, you're seven months pregnant. Seven months? Seven months. But it, me and Zach were so close together. She didn't think she was pregnant and oh. she didn't put on any weight she was like she was like i was still getting my periods my weight wasn't big like she was like i was a little bit chubby wow. but she was like whatever and it's crazy just how women's bodies work in general but i was just like seven months pregnant with me and she didn't know but then she was like it put us all mine too because the next day she was like i felt like i just ballooned up oh yeah yeah and so yeah so i was just like well that's why i'm i am the way that i am all <laughs> up, got scoliosis got scoliosis addict yeah but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is your fault. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, so I've just been in this wrestling family. Did they run a promotion when you were growing they up? Still do, yeah, w- yeah, they, no, they do, yeah. They do. Yeah, yeah, WAW. So right. I've always been around wrestling, my dad's wrestling matches and stuff like that. And I used to think it was so real when I was younger. I know we don't like to use the word fake, mm-hmm. but but when I was younger, I was so like, I felt like it was so real. Because it was my dad. Every time my dad would get beat up, I'd start crying my eyes out and try to rush the ring. And my dad would be like, well, you stop. Go sit down, you know. Because <laughs> I'm just like screaming and trying to scratch his opponent and stuff like yeah. that. And then obviously, like, you know, I clocked on, like, you know, wrestling is storytelling, of course. And it's, you know, people, we get that it's predetermined at points. But I'm like, you feel absolutely everything. I feel mm. like people don't realize that. Well, and then that's the thing. It's, it's, it's insulting when people so would insulting. say that, especially when you grew up. Being a true wrestler, there's nothing fake about it. No. My mom was blinded for six months. Oh, my god! Because gosh. she got dropkicked from this wrestler called Julie Starr. Um, this was in the 90s, but I remember it because my dad nearly killed me with a potato, dude. He, he had to take over with the cooking and shit like that, and he did not cut up. <laughs> I nearly choked to death. I had to get the Heimlich maneuver as a whole thing. I was like, my dad is useless in the kitchen. But, um, and your mom's wrestling name is Soraya. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, she got dropkicked in the eye, which it got infected and then it just wouldn't open back up oh and then gosh. it spread to her other eye so she was blinded for a really long time during wrestling and she's very injury prone anyway but i was like of course she's the only wrestler that gets blinded but manages to get her sight back but pretty sure she milked that just so she has to do anything <laughs> do you remember like like when you were growing up like was was there any wrestlers that intimidated you if they're bringing in all these different guys like did you see like because there's so many you know gypsies tramps and thieves in the wrestling business do you oh, remember yeah. some of the, the the names that came through i remember well i remember them bringing um old school american wrestlers over and i used to be so scared of um yokozuna i got to meet yokozuna um he was the most intimidating because he was just so big to me, but he was also very sweet after a while. I'm trying to think of who else. Because there were so many wrestlers coming in and out. Let me see. Oh, there was a wrestler that used to pretend to be the young Undertaker too, which he was kind of like scary, <laughs> but it was like a rotten version. And that was a British <laughs> thing. They'd bring in like kind of uh, like facsimile, like the, the, the English cane or the English Undertaker or the English British my Bulldog. Was, or... My dad was the British animal. Right, right there you go. Right. He, they, he made like, you know, the football, uh, you know, yeah, and yeah. then they put like, my mom made spikes and he looked just <laughs> like him for real. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. Um, but uh yeah, so they would do like American style wrestling yeah. because that's what people wanted to see because Wilder Sport kind of was like dying out in the UK. So 
you had to kind of bring American style in, which was like uh, frustrating for British people because they had to pretend to be like an American style rather than sure, themselves. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, there's like a lot of um, scary <laughs> looking characters from back in the day. Also yeah. creeps too. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. What was your kind of first? I'm, assume, I'm assuming you started wrestling in your in your parents' company. What was your first yeah. kind of? trip or overseas or was did yeah. you travel around a lot because i know england english wrestlers always go around europe and all that sort of thing yeah so i was like adamant that i was going to be in the wwe so i was like i have to build up my portfolio though that's what i have to do so i remember sending out like all these portfolio and i didn't really build it at that point i was just wrestling for WAW or brian dixon or anything you know like Fremantle, just all these uk based <laughs> brian dixon yeah <laughs> and um and uh, I was like, oh, I just want to start spreading my wings a little bit, getting out there, because eventually I want to start working in America, whether it be for a big company or not. And so um, luckily, like this promoter, this Norwegian promoter would come over and wrestle for my dad. And I asked him, I was like, if there's any chance, I would love to come over to your company and start wrestling there. Right. And so he gave me a chance over there. So I went to Norway and there was only one wrestling company, NWF, and I loved it. It was so much fun. And I lived there for like on and off like a year. So How old I were you then. 14 wow yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. think about that yeah it's crazy but i was like i wanted to like my dad every weekend would be like where are you going this weekend you know <laughs> but i remember writing to one company irish whip wrestling and they replied to me we don't hire women uh-huh. yeah so i was just like i was very i was like really disappointed and i was just like you'll see you know <laughs> and now i just want to be like to them like right, today right, right, yeah right. but um yeah, and then after that, I started going to, like, Belgium and Spain and Turkey, where I felt like I nearly got murdered. I had to have, like, the wrestlers. We were all on, like, this big uh, tour bus, and they stopped to go to this mall. And then there was a lot of men that didn't see girls like me before. You know what I mean? So then they started chasing after me. And one of the wrestlers, first of all, this t- this Turkish company hired dancers. They hired uh, actors. They hired everyone but wrestlers. Mm. So there was only a handful of us that were actually wrestlers. as me and this girl... And then uh, two other, like, just indie wrestlers, right? That, and so um, the rest were just, this is their first show, their first match. They hadn't been training. It's like the Diva long. Search in 2000. Oh, God. <laughs> it 2000s. was just, it was a huge event, too. Like, it was, like, in an arena and everything. Wow. And, like, the, the, the pyro people were new, and they set off a pyro in Shayna's face. It was, like, a whole thing. And I was just like, this is awful. The referee didn't know what he was doing. They were just, I was like, this is crazy but yeah like uh we went to a mall and then they started like chasing me out of it and i was running to the bus like help me and i was younger i was like 15 at this point and the wrestlers came out and scooped me onto their shoulder you know and Uh kind of carried me onto the bus so uh yeah it was definitely that was probably the most crazy intimidating experience independent show wise that i got was it hard or was it i mean you wanted to work in the WWE. you finally get brought in was it hard to move to the states away from your family or were you ready at that point oh gosh i was so homesick because at the time like i was 18 or just turning 19 or something like that and i was just moving to a whole different country and it's a big country too and everything was so different so i was very intimidated and then once you get signed to WWE back then at least they kind of just help you pay for your visa, you pay them back, and then once you get over here, you're kind of on your own. So mm-hmm. I'm like, where do I live? Where do I go? Like, how do I get my social security? How do I do, what the fuck is rent is insurance? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I had no idea how to like live my life. And so um, lucky, luckily, um, Lexi, she's like one of the promoters for Shimmer and Shine mm. and stuff mm, like that. Yeah, yeah. I would come over there Lexi before. The, yes, yeah. yeah. She took me in for like two weeks and she got me everything that I needed and just helped me and just got me my first apartment, took me to go get furniture and stuff like that, which I didn't have any money either because you don't get paid until you get a social security number. So I asked my friend Steve from the UK and um, he inherited a bunch of money from his grandma who passed away. <laughs> and he gave me 2,000 pounds, which is like 
$3,000 or $3,500. And I might actually get like a full apartment's worth, or at least livable, you know what I mean? So mm. like once I got that situated and then I started getting paid and then it was just like, okay, like thank gosh, but it was but intimidating. so young though, like to, to, to have all those responsibilities and, and you mentioned the, the issues that you had. No wonder, I mean like that's yeah. almost like being like a child actor or something like that. Oh, you know? it's crazy. And then you get thrust into the spotlight and then you don't know how to act with it too mm. and then you feel like i got to a point where i felt like i didn't have my childhood because i was constantly just trying to make right. it in wwe so i was wrestling all the time i didn't go to school i didn't do any of these things Gosh. because i just wanted to be in wwe and so like i was like i feel like i'm like not having a good time like i want to have friends and stuff and it took me a while to make friends because mm. i was so like anti-social i was like eh. <laughs> but then once i did it was like a, a big mistake because i was out partying every, like every chance i got i was out drinking and and so I was just raging every chance I had. And then after shows, I would be like, you know, you start getting sore and stuff like that. And you're tired and you're just like, oh, I, but I can't sleep even though I'm tired. So I'm just going to have a couple of beers, you know. Right. And then you start getting like you're more. grizzled like old vet at 21 years old. I know. Older, I'm just right? like, yeah. God, I'm so sore. Yeah. yeah so um, and people get shocked about my age because they feel like I've been in the business for a really long time. Because I have been around for yeah. a while. Yeah. I remember meeting you. And I, t I tell people the story of the time where I said I met. I met Jericho because I went to go see Fozzie when they came to Norwich and I got to speak to him afterwards. And I remember saying to him like, oh, I'm like, I, I have my tryout for WWE. And you were so like supportive of it. And you were just like, you're going to be fine. You're going to make it. And you gave me pointers. And, you you know. had brown hair at the time. I yeah, think. I yeah, did. Yeah. A little. What's the name of that venue in, in Norwich? The Waterfront. The waterfront. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, uh, yeah. So it was like awesome i was just like oh my god like is i remember I was, that i still remember to this day yeah. yeah and i remember seeing you at wrestlemania that was the next time i saw you and i had been signed by that point and you came up to me and i didn't think you would ever remember me and you were just like congratulations you made it and i was like <laughs> oh shit and i was like so happy that you remember that you remembered me at the time because i was such you know a bit huge mark still am you know yeah. and i was just like this is so cool like chris jericho remembered me so then um but then after that you've just always been so helpful mm. and like i tell ronnie all the time like it's so good to have real greats make i love this quote real greats make you feel like you too can become great mm. because you got nothing left to prove right? right you already know you're like you're fantastic you have like a whole freaking list of things that you have accomplished and are good mm. at and stuff you know and so you're always going to be on this trajectory where you're going up and and so and you have so much wisdom and i'm just saying like real legends make you feel like you can become like them right you know That's and so cool. yeah and so like uh, i've always kept that in mind with people like you and just a couple of other people that have just non-stop been like you're gonna be fine you're gonna mm. be big you can do this you know like just always had that positive spin on things so i've always been grateful for that do you want a beautiful lawn Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's talk about, um, as we start to wind down, let's talk about that first night when you came in the WWE and you won the title. Yeah. I mean, once again, talk about a huge responsibility, yeah. huge pressure. Who was it against? AJ? AJ Lee, and then Tamina was outside. So tell us about that night and how, how it was for you. Yeah, so the next day, obviously, I couldn't tell people that I knew, and then they didn't tell me until last minute. So I had Fit Finley come up to me like five minutes before doors or something crazy like that, and he's just like, 
all right, you're going to win the championship. You have like a little promo beforehand. I'm like, I have a promo too. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and they were like, Vince wants you to be more like, um, more timid. So it was a complete different character to what I was playing in NXT, which is kind of like rough, like Helen Boots kind of thing, mm. you know? And so, um, I was like a little bit intimidated by that, but AJ was such an angel too. Her and Tamina, like they took me aside and they were just like, this is going to be perfectly fine. Like you're going to be okay. This is such a big moment. And like, they were just so supportive. And, um, I felt like I was kind of, because back then, again, over, you know, however long ago, it was, again, different nowadays, but I just felt like I was walking into, like, a freaking wolf's den as well. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So I had a few girls that were absolutely happy for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, sorry, I would get distracted. It, it was a pretty crazy locker yeah, room oh, there, wasn't yeah, it? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was insane. And then when I got back, everyone was happy for me. You know, everyone was hugging me, and I was just, my phone was getting blown up, and my family were crying, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is the most crazy, because I was like, I made it. Mm. Not fully, but I made it to the main roster, and then I got to be the champion, like be the champion, and it's like the cha- the championship I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like right the, out of the gate, right out of the gate. So I was like very fortunate that they trusted me right out of the gate. Because in NXT, like I was the number one seller for merch. I was like the champ then there too, and it, like it was awesome because I was getting like really great reactions, like on par with the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like Hunter like was the one who was just like we should bring her up. I feel like Vince at the time was like. Mm, too young, maybe. I know he was always reticent young. against using you know such young. Yeah, you know, yet but he was like, but he was like, I'll take her if she wears purple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I had to change my color to purple, and then slowly went to all black again. But I was like, all right. Where did the name Paige come from? So uh, I love the show Charms growing up, mm-hmm. and there's a character Rose McGowan. You know, she's pale with a butt chin like me, yeah. and yeah. she has like that kind of like pale garbage. with a butt chin. Yeah, I was like my butt chin sister. Um, and she, her name was Paige in the in the show, and so I was like, oh, I'll just use that. And then they had names for me too, which I was like, hell no. Do you remember any of those? Yeah. So they wanted to call me Echo because they thought it was Goth, and I was like, that's a dolphin name, dude. I'm gonna be freaking ridiculed if I walk out to Echo because <laughs> it's Goth. Yeah. I was like, they were trying to find me edgy names, and they were like Mara, and I was like, why Mara? And they were like, well, the girl with a dragon tattoo, Mara Rooney, and I was just like, no, I don't feel Mara either. And I made the suggestion about Paige, and I was just like. It's simple, but I, you know, I feel comfortable with it. And they were just like, all right, we'll go with that. I was like, thank God. Echo. Echo now? How embarrassing, dude. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed. Who were some of your uh, favorite people to work with in the WWE? I love working with AJ. Natty, I feel like, is one of the best wrestlers I have ever seen, male or female. I just feel like, I feel like all you Canadians are good wrestlers there, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. But she is just on another level. I wish she had more of an opportunity to be like you know, utilize in, in a bigger way. Like I was really enjoying her and Rhonda for a little mm. bit and I felt like she could do so much more with it. And she's always willing to help people, always. She always wants to put people over. She like has no ego about it. So I love her. I love working with Nikki Bella and people are always just like, why? Because she was a model before. But I was like, you don't realize how much knowledge she has for psycholo- WWE psychology. Mm. I was like, it's very different to like knowing a bunch of moves to actually like telling a story and slowing down. Right. And like, so she would teach me stuff like letting things breathe, like going for a pin and rolling away from each other. I'm just like, oh, it makes such a big difference if we do that, right? And to me, like, I wouldn't think about that. I think about moves and all this kind of stuff. So she helped me kind of like slow down like that. So I I really enjoyed my time working with her. Uh, Emma, Emma, I just Mm. felt like we had like that really special moment in NXT. And I wish she got used better on the main roster because she deserved it. She was miscast and Vince wanted to make her like a glamour girl. And that's not really her thing, right? Yeah, yeah. She wished that... I think still she wishes she wasn't doing like a jokey thing when she first came up to Oh, right. Was dancing or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like she was excited to do something a little bit different and then they pulled the plug on mm-hmm. it. And I think they end up doing something similar with Eva Marie after right, that. Right, right. 
But I was really bummed for her because she's a really good wrestler. Really, really good. And she just wasn't utilized like to her full potential. And I really enjoyed working Foxy. I was like, that, that bitch is crazy in the ring. Like she will freaking, she's strong as heck. Like she'll freaking throw you around and stuff like that. I remember going to bars with her. Me and her used to be a nightmare. We'd have a TMZ together all the time because we were just a nightmare. But I remember we were at this bar one time and this guy was coming up to me and he would not stop talking to me. And I just wasn't interested. I was like, I just want to go for a drink, dude. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I see this hand come to the back of his collar like this and throw him with one hand. I'm not kidding. Like, blue. I was like, huh? And I turned around. I was like, this is like a superhero or something like that, you know? But she was just so protective, but so strong. I've never seen anyone as strong as her. And she's like so like agile and small, yeah, right? Yeah, she's yeah. tall, but she's like a supermodel high, right. you know? But she was strong. I was like, oh my God, I want to get on the wrong side of you, There's no way. <laughs> so when we're talking about coming to, to AW, and it's interesting because I know that we were like, who's still out there that can really make a, you know, a, a bang? Yeah. And there's not a lot because guys are signed, girls are signed. And I was like, fuck, Soraya, man. Uh, you got to talk to her. So we were th- trying for a while to, to connect with Tony and you and everything like this. Were you ever getting close to maybe going back to WWE? Yeah. Gotcha. I was. Yeah, yeah, I was like thinking about it. I was just like, okay. Because again, I don't have issues with WWE. Mm-hmm. I just wish that some things were done differently. Right. And that's the only thing I have against them is just there's so many years where I could have been utilized more. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that would really just, I mean, my friends are around me there. I was just so depressed about it, you know. And Ronnie was always trying to, he would put me his music videos and stuff like that to try and, like, give me something, you know. Yeah. It was really sweet. And, but, um, yeah, like, I, just, I, I, was, I was thinking about going back there. And then I spoke to you. I spoke to Mark. So I was speaking to Britt. And then got on the phone with Tony. And he was so excited. And I was just like, you know what? Like, yeah, I think I'm going to give this give it a shot you know like this seems what's well, like- so funny because i know that, that that tony has so much going on and i was like you gotta call he's like yeah, yeah i'm gonna call him and call her yeah. and then mox goes we gotta get saraya i said well i've been working he goes i think she's going back to WWE." i overheard a conversation or whatever yeah, and me i was and like Renee. that's yeah. when I, I i called tony i said dude if you are thinking of yeah i'm thinking dude you gotta call her like yeah. now <laughs> yeah. and that's when i called you i remember i was going to the airport just to make sure like hey yeah i was like he called so- me just yeah. now actually yeah, yeah i was like thank goodness because i was like we're gonna lose her you know yeah are you you guys probably would if you wouldn't have pushed it because it i understand tony's busy like he has two different football teams like british and american but then also this big company that he has yeah. to run so i understand he's busy trust me i get it but it was just like a few months had gone by and yeah. i was just like all right, well, I feel like he's not really interested. Yeah. That's okay. Like, that's totally fine. And so, like, you know, I was getting the calls for WWE and I was just like, oh man, should I? Like, am I going to be 100% happy going back, you know? And and then again, you guys called me and I was just like, oh, you make us sound so exciting. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, blame them, the internet. It's their fault. <laughs> we gave you the hard sell for sure. For real. And I didn't know how close you were with Renee and Mox either. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. And yeah. that's why when he brought it up, I was like, oh, that's interesting because I've been, he goes, yeah, we're, we're friends. So, yeah, yeah. I was um, actually like best friends with Renee. I gotcha. freaking love her. She's like yeah. an absolutely fantastic human. And I just feel like she's one of those people who's always going to be honest with you. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. have a bad bone in her body. So I would always just go to her and be like, what do you think I should do? Like, you know, and she was like, selfishly, I'd want you to go to AEW, you know? <laughs> and she was like, and then she was like, let me get you on the phone with John. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Well, the thing is too, though, like you can do all these other things at Twitch and if you yeah. have appearances and signings, that's, so like that's the good thing as well. Yeah. I know that they're starting to give more people opportunities in WWE and that's great. But Tony, the first thing he said was, we don't take anything from you. You can do anything you want. I won't ask for a percentage in anything. You get to keep 100% of it. He was like, as long as you turn up for work, 
I'm happy. And then he, he was like, and even if you didn't want to go to work that week, you just have to let me know. And he's just so relaxed. <laughs> so funny. I'm just like, what? Like, I don't have to like, rem- like, bring yeah. this up. But yeah, like, it's, it's just a whole different dynamic. And it's something you have to get used to because it's like, I always say it's like, uh, when you're like a animal that's got rescued like you're so you're used to like a strict parent or someone like that and then you get given to like a millennial couple or whatever it's just like (laughs) i'm gonna give you all these bells and whistles you do whatever you want sleep on the bed yeah yeah yeah, run around here yeah you're like you're an off-leash dog now and i'm like this is crazy to think about yeah it was just it's definitely different i'm still getting used to it but i'm really enjoying my time here for sure who are you looking forward to working with here in aw Brit, 100%. I know, like, you know, she gets used a lot, but, but she's really good, you know. Yeah. And um, I really want to get in the ring with Nyla. And um, I love Sunny. I know she's working in the in the male division right now, but I would love to work her eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like Jade looks really impressive. And um, I'm not really familiar with her wrestling style as much yet because she's so new. But I'm looking forward to seeing where she goes. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie Hayter, I think she's fantastic. I really do. And the people love her. Mm-hmm. I was like, they really want her to be babyface. Yeah. But I'm like, you should keep this going for a long time. Right. You know what I mean? But so, yeah, there's so many different women like I look forward to working with. Did you ever know Jamie from England at all? I didn't know her personally. No, no. I heard about her, though. I was getting her name and Jade's name mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, We were talking about the yeah, texting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, she's, I just heard so many good things about her anyway. And then you guys obviously, like, were putting her over too. And, yeah, so she's going to be fine for sure. Are you still very close to your family? Do you talk to them quite often? All the time. Did you, did you ask any advice about coming to AW or did you just basically tell them what was going on? I just told them what was going on. I didn't want to, I didn't want to say too much because you know i always get scared that something's gonna leak anyway yeah. i know my family would never do that but i'm always just like i tell zach a lot i tell zach everything and i'm always wanting zach to have an opportunity i feel like WWE dropped the ball with him mm. after the movie um people went crazy for him and they still do he just got his opportunity with new japan recently and he was just over there he have a great match with osprey right yeah, yeah. i heard about yeah. that oh, does he, he wrestles ricky knight jr no no that's no, my nephew gotcha. he's fantastic but ah. zach my brother gotcha, gotcha. But he just did new japan th- this past weekend and he just absolutely smashed it and i'm just like why is he not being brought up like scooped up by any other company and i'm not doing it to be like tony if you're listening i'm just like i will always tell people like bias decide like i'm like he's been in the business a long time too he's only a year older than me and i'm mm. just like even if he just did he's like, only a year older than you yeah wow yeah so he's just he just has so much talent and he can just do so much and i'm like we'll get you one day bro whether you're in wwe or AEW, someone's mm. gonna pick you up you know well, it helps for you to be here too. Maybe we could actually you could take a look at it. And I see, know. Right? Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. you can't just take a look at my brother for a little bit. Come on. Yeah. Last question for you. What's your favorite match that you ever had? Anywhere where I won a championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved There was one match that I really enjoyed. First of all, it was, uh, there's a couple of NXT ones. Me and Natty in NXT, first time I ever wrestled her. Loved it. Me and Emma, the first one, NXT Women's Championship. And then there was a match with me and Nikki Bella because, um, we were like, we should go out there and do a good match just in case our WrestleMania match gets canceled. Mm. Because you know how back then as well, girls would get... get Something goes over time, they would cut a match. And exactly. You, the it girls would always, would always be the girls, yeah. So we were like, let's go out there and have a crazy match. You know what I mean? And we did. We really had a really great time. And so 
uh, that was one of my favorite matches probably are you happy with how women's wrestling has progressed it just brought up a great point like you said that was always the match that would get cut now women's matches are main eventing there's multiple women's matches on every yeah. show and yeah. women are the same as men in a, in a lot of ways where before it was like I remember the one time in FCW like I did a bikini contest it's like I never did one of those before like those, I hated that so right, much oh it was miserable those days are gone right yeah, yeah. completely gone and I, I love that like there'd be like two maybe three different women's segments on the show main event of wrestlemania like they're doing crazy things and they're putting butts in seats now whereas before like i, I like even the women tried so hard but they they weren't being used as seat fillers you know what i mean and and that's such a shame because i knew they wanted more so now the women are just like kicking more doors down and they're just like taking, they're not taking no for an answer kind of thing. And I feel really proud of them. It's like bittersweet because I want to be like in the middle of that mix and stuff like that for the past couple of years. But now I had to wait for my time again. You know, the thing is, And Brit is one of our biggest draws. Yeah. On, and so now she has a counterpart, which is great because yeah. you need a big star to, to, to help another person become a big star. And it just works great for both. Yeah. And I, I want to help out everybody too. Just like, uh, Try. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I'm able to elevate everybody, but I'd be I'd be willing to like want to work with someone to elevate them. Like I I don't, I don't mind doing that kind of stuff. I'm like as long as people still think I'm cool, I'll be able to elevate you. You know what I mean? Well, it's great to have you in AEW. Yeah, we you. worked hard to get you, and it's just uh, it's going to change the game for the women's yeah. division and have another huge star with us. So it's awesome. Yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate All right, you. Dude. You're great, man. <laughs>